Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Welcome, everybody, to the Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. I'm hosting today. I'm Rich Bridick, the SVP of Analytics and Media Strategy here at Cardinal. And as a guest, we have a debutant on the podcast, uh, Turner, who is the Director of Analytics here. So welcome, Turner. Yeah, hey. Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks. Today's podcast is essentially talking about analytics tools and tech stack uh, in 2023 and, and beyond, hopefully. We get this question all the time, right? From uh, clients, you know, especially ones that are starting out, they they want to understand what their tech stack should be. They want to understand how can they join up all the dots with their data, make great decisions based on the information that is available to them through digital marketing. And it can get pretty complex and there's a lot of different solutions out there. And, and obviously our job is to, to guide them in picking the right solutions, but then also uh, how do they tie all those solutions together um, to get the most out of them. I know we wanted to talk about one that was that was really looming large, uh, and especially by July, everybody will have had to have made the move. So the big new data player is is GA4. Yeah, the 2023 tool to watch and, and look at. Yeah. yeah. Google is making it mandatory for everyone to switch to, to GA4 in, in July. But what should clients be aware of in, in making the switch, Turner? I mean, what should they be thinking about as they migrate. And I know we've done other podcasts on this specifically, but just to briefly touch on this as part of their tech stack, what do they need to be thinking about? Sure. So it's definitely a project, you know, you want to make sure that you've done it before July, because if you haven't done it by July, you won't be getting any data anymore. You also want to make sure that it's done well, that you're tracking the things you want to be tracking, because if you don't set it up right, you can't go back and retroactively track things. So if you want to track new appointments, and that's something you can do in analytics, but you haven't been tracking that when it comes time to say, hey, how many appointments did we get from these channels? You won't be able to do that. So essentially, it's not just a case of Google's putting a gun to my head and I have to move from UA to GA4. But essentially, what you're saying is we should use this as an opportunity to actually review the UA configuration and make sure that it is as good as it can be, make sure that everything that needs to be tracked is currently being tracked, that you don't have anything that is superfluous, that's no longer needed, right? I mean, this is a good opportunity for people to do some spring cleaning. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of these analytics accounts have been around for like 10 years or more, and they've updated the websites, but maybe not kept up with the analytics and the tracking. So it's definitely a good opportunity to take a look at, you know, all of your data and your whole system and make sure that it's, you know, modernized and you're tracking everything. And then also, you know, to take a look at your dashboards and your data warehouse and, and everything really just to make sure that, you know, you're putting your best foot forward with your data. How do we ensure consistency too, right? Because that's another thing, you know, we're going from UA and GA4, they're very different platforms. They track things in different ways, right? Like UA is session-based, GA4 is event-based. How, how do we get consistency in data when we're looking at dashboards or reports? How do we make sure that those sort of trend lines that we're looking at are comparable to one another? Yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you have a good framework for what you're measuring and that if you were measuring something in the past, you can also sort of tie it into what you're measuring in Google Analytics for. 
Now, I think it is, it's a little complicated to kind of merge the two because there's no retroactive data and analytics. So really kind of what you have to do is, you know, make sure you're downloading your UA data and your GA4 data and really kind of stitch them together to make sure that you aren't losing anything and that you have a consistent story. Because if you're tracking different things, you'll see, oh, my, you know, CPA or my lead count, you know, really increased or decreased. And that's really not necessarily true. You just have to make sure that your measurement framework is good and what you're tracking is consistent, yeah. One of the things to think about is making sure it's as apples to apples as possible when you make this migration. Mm -hmm. Or if it's uh, if it wasn't very good, then it's kind of a chance to start over, really. Yeah. yeah. Throw all that past data out the window. Useless. You've just been making the wrong decisions. Sometimes, yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it a lot, yeah. And it's not all doom and gloom with J4, right? I mean, there there's a reason why Google is doing this. It has benefits in terms of tracking across multiple different platforms. You know, if you've got an app, which, you know, more and more companies are developing their own apps now, GA4 is seamless around tracking across both apps and web properties. And also they're going to have better ability to fill in some of the data gaps that were caused by the lack of third-party cookies that's happening in the world cookie world that we're moving to. So there is some benefits to GA4 in terms of future-proofing data moving moving forward. Um, and it's just more, you know, more set up for the world that we're moving into as opposed to the world that we're leaving behind, which is what GUA was really good at. Okay, let's move on from GA4 because it's not all GA4. Other sort of elements in the tech stack and the reporting tech stack, one of the things that's coming up a lot for us is, is having a really good call tracking platform. Uh, because, you know, working in healthcare, we get a lot of clients who are heavily relying on phone call leads uh, to measure success. And, you know, one of the things that we've been working towards as an agency, which Turner, maybe you can talk about just kind of broad brushstrokes terms, is moving away from call tracking providers that just track the quantity of calls and moving towards call tracking providers that that also help you understand lead quality. So maybe yeah. can you just give us a sort of a, an idea of, of how those new solutions help us to understand that? For sure. So you definitely want to be tracking, you know, all the calls they get made. You know, you can't necessarily always do that in just in analytics. So that's why you'll want, you know, a call tracking platform. Many call tracking platforms, they really just count, you know, all of the calls that are getting made and give you some information about what happened during the call. But really the best call tracking platforms tell you the outcome of the call. So whether it was a new patient, you know, a sale, whether it was a lead, and then even the best call tracking platforms tell you, you know, information such as like, okay, well, if they were interested but didn't book an appointment, what's the reason behind that? Mm -hmm. And then really that gives you good information and data to go back to your team and your operation and really, you know, optimize there, maybe make some few changes to your IVR if you have to. Maybe there's a different script you need to be looking at. Maybe you need to be more upfront about not accepting Medicare or Medicaid, many different, you know, opportunities if you're really, you know, looking at your calls and analyzing them. Yeah. So essentially it's 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 bubbling up insights that not only help inform the algorithm, right? Because you can right. you can inform you can send the signal back into Google Ads or Bing Ads or even Google Analytics that a new patient appointment phone call was booked but it's also giving you more anecdotal information in terms of the reasons not booked, like to the point that you made about, you know, getting a lot of callers who, who have Medicaid, but we don't accept Medicaid. So it's helping us as marketers know that we need to be more prominent about the fact that we don't accept Medicaid on the landing page or on the websites, that we're not generating calls if people don't have the right insurance that we can accept. Yeah, so I think the other thing that, that you kind of touched on as well, 
that's valuable here, right, is it also looks at, at, at sort of operator performance. Um, so it will tell yeah, you. Yeah, you can see who's doing the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. who's 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 converting Who the most. Who can really close the leads? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that can be important too, right? We we tend to focus in on the marketing side, but obviously, if we're driving a lot of leads, and then there's a there's a fumble uh, once those those phone calls come in, that that also reflects poorly on on us in terms of our numbers and 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 the ROI that marketing is is generating. So, I think we as an agency are also now starting to shift a bit further down. That, that sort of lead pipeline to help make sure that um, the conversion rates remain pretty high across that. Yeah, and what you said about sending the signal, that's super important too, because the better signal you can send into your ad platform, the more you know that that platform will know, okay, go after these types of leads. And so you'll get a better audience that way. So that's really important too, with a better call tracking platform to be able to send that data. Some more advancements on, on the form tracking solution side as well, right? It used to be that you were just able to count the number of forms that came in. Now, with some of the call tracking solutions that, that we're looking at, these more sophisticated solutions, they even have technologies around understanding the disposition of forms. So a form will come in, it will go into their system, someone will then call them back, and then we'll once the outcome of that, that phone call is known, once they make contact with that person, that can then be reported back on, you know, this form submission turned into a new patient appointment or this form submission didn't book for whatever these reasons are. So that, again, if you're using form tracking, that's something else that you can also start to, to work out, which is what percentage of these forms are actually turning into the outcome that you want, which is new patient appointments. Yeah, and you'll really want to integrate your uh, forms with your whole system and make sure you're working them. Because, I mean, too many times I just see providers collecting forms but not really working them. Mm -hmm. So you're really kind of missing a lot of opportunities if you're not using, you know, for example, a call tracking platform that's auto-dialing the, the forms. So, yeah, super important if you are using forms to work them. Otherwise, you may want to consider, you know, not even using forms. Yeah. And what's better than forms? What do we, uh, what do we think about Appointment them? schedulers, right? Yeah. yeah, an integrated appointment scheduler. Yeah. So give us a little bit of, you know, I know you've been working to set up a, a couple of those recently. Um, yeah. Give us a, give us a sort of a, a short rundown of the benefits of and what, what you should be looking for in terms of an online appointment scheduler. Yeah, so a great online appointment scheduler is going to let your customers, potential patients, book an appointment directly on the site without even having to call you. And it will integrate with your, you know, healthcare system to find, you know, available time for providers, the best schedulers, the patients will be able to select like what services they want, mm -hmm. when they want to come in and be able to book their appointment online. And then the best schedulers also are able to send that data back to, you know, Google Analytics. Google ads and other advertising platforms so that you have the signal of these are booked appointments. Mm -hmm. And from an operational point of view, the very best schedulers, it, the part of it is not, not only the, the ability to communicate with the platforms, which you just mentioned, right? But it's the speed in which they sync to those platforms. So I think we have one technology partner which we work with that is able to sync every 15 seconds to the EMR. So it prevents the issue of someone booking in the same time slot online that someone is also booking in over the phone and creating this nightmare for the admin staff where they then have to call back one of them and say, actually, sorry, this slot's been double booked. Uh, I need to reschedule you. So I think that's another important thing, right? Is, is once you're giving the, the ability 
to the end patient to book online directly, it has to be updating those systems quickly so you don't end up with a lot of double booked appointments. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll also definitely want, you know, some sort of data warehouse because Google Analytics, and it's always been a little bit like this way, but it's increasingly more like this way. They won't store your data forever. So you really need to be downloading it if you want to look back, you know, when it's 2028 and look back and say, hey, what were we doing in 2023? How are we doing? You'll want, you know, some sort of data warehouse or system to download your data there. And then, you know, what's what good is data really if you're not visualizing it? So you'll also really need, you know, a good um, data visualization tool. So for data warehouses, we really like, you know, Funnel, Domo, and BigQuery. Those are the ones that we most commonly use with our clients. And then with the visualization tools, we really like uh, Looker Studio and Tableau are some of our favorites. Domo is really interesting because it does the data warehouse and the data visualization portion together in the same platform. Mm -hmm. So that could be a good choice if you're looking to, you know, consolidate your your vendors. Yeah. Yeah. But Funnel we like because as an ETL solution, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Very easy to use too. You know, Domo can be quite complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen some projects that were just way too complicated for no reason. And, and, if, you, and if you guys are wondering, you know, what the benefit of the ETL solution is, extract, transform, and load, what we mean by that is it's, it's essentially, it's, it's a place where you can pull all the data in from all your different data sources that you're using for all of your marketing channels. And then you can create custom dimensions and metrics based on that data. So, you know, if you wanted to look at all your activity by a single location, as an example, you could create a location dimension and roll up all the data that pertains to that location or pertains to that service line. So that's really the benefit of, of, of an ETL solution. I guess, you know, we should also mention just quickly, because I know we've, we've probably been going a fair while now. We do also like a bit of conversion rate optimization here, and there are some great tools out there. Actually, another Google landmine to be aware of is that Google Optimize, which is uh, probably the most common A-B testing tool out there, which uh, Google offers for free. Um, it has an enterprise solution as well, but but it also offers a free version, which is most widely used, is going to cease to exist. Uh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah uh, as of, I, th I believe it's October of this year. Because of that, you know, if you guys are doing A-B testing through Google Optimize, you may have already come up with a contingency plan for this. But if you haven't, uh, VWO, which is another big player in the A-B testing space, they are offering uh, a free solution now. There is a free package uh, for v VWO, which is pretty comprehensive. You know, other players like uh, more enterprise players like Convert that we utilize, they have a, a low-cost package also to help people who are migrating from, from Google Optimize to a new A-B testing solution. So I'd say definitely if you, if you guys are doing some A-B testing on Optimize right now, take a look at BWO, take a look at Convert, see which solution makes the most sense for you. Both are great options. If you're not doing any kind of A-B testing or personalization or multivariate testing, and you guys have the traffic to do so, so, you know, if you're getting kind of 10,000 sessions or page views a month. Yeah, a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got a little bit of traffic, then we would highly recommend that you guys look into CRO testing and personalization solutions. Obviously, if you, you need an agency, then, you know, we can certainly help with that. Um, otherwise, we're, we're, like I said, we're happy to make some technology recommendations as well. So, yeah, I think that is pretty much all we need to cover today. Uh, we've been over a lot of ground. Uh, anything else you'd like to sort of, add any sort of final thoughts on on tech stacks in 2023 you know more complicated is not always better you know don't fall into that trap but yeah keep yeah. keep it simple yeah keep it simple stupid and 2023 is all about google analytics 4 basically i mean for most for most companies 
So focusing on GA4. Focusing on GA4, you got to build a good base and then you can start pulling some of your other vendors in, make sure they all integrate. That's super important. Yeah. Think yeah. about lead quality too, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's another thing that we're really pushing with our clients. So just keep your, keep your eye on. It doesn't matter the quantity of leads if none of them are actually turning into patients. So just keep an eye on that. All right. Well, Turner, pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thanks for making your pod debut. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Yeah. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.